Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gary gets here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom for I'm happy there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook podcast for round 26. I'm your host, Tim Williams. It is head-to-head NRL Supercoach Grand Final Week. It was the penultimate round of the NRL Supercoach season. A new overall champion to be crowned next week. Now, I'm hoping that that overall champion is a bloke sitting next to me right now. And it's a very, very special guest on this week's podcast. No, it's not the Supercoach Spy. It's a man with 16 Wallabies caps. He's a former rooster. He's the co-host of Talking Sport. Most importantly, though, he's ranked 47th overall NRL Supercoach, Brett Patworth, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Timmy, how are you? Mate. Great to be here. Great to have you. Finally. Oh, I know, it's, it's been a long time coming, this one, mate. And well, I've tried to stay under the radar, because, you know, people want to bring the show and start talking <laughs> Supercoach, and, and Husey just knocks it on the head. But anyway, but... Uh, 20 years with talking sport, yeah. perhaps, and as you said... Immediately on the show, the blokes you sit next to, not a lot of Supercoach chat, but everyone loves it. Yeah, they do. Surely the callers come in. Some do. We get a couple. Yeah. Um, but it's something I do, and the boys know I'm, I'm into it and have been for, um, well, more than a decade. God. Anyway, and this year, I'm, it's my best year so far. I've had some good ones. I always finish thereabouts, mm. top few thousand as a general rule. Not always, and I finished 300th once, and, but this is next level. This is uh, almost stressful. And Brett, I knew you were well set up, but I've just seen your team there. The carnage is raining at the moment. There are going to be so many teams that are short on players. You are very well set up, and I don't want to put the mocker on you, but I said you're 47th overall. Now, my favourite, favourite thing about your Supercoach story this season is it's something that I try to reinforce to listeners each and every week. You would not believe the amount of people that message after round six and round eight and round 12 saying, I'm down, I'm gone, you know, I'm 20,000, I'm 15,000, overall race is done, so I'm like, I'm focusing on head-to-head. And I just say, you do not understand how quickly this game can change. Now, Mm. you went... From 13,000 overall to right. 600th in the space of four weeks, yeah. 13,000 down to 30th overall in the space of eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That says it all to me. What's well, crazy. It's crazy. And you don't see runs like that. You know, normally it's, if you're lucky, a couple of green arrows and, and a red mm. one. I, I, it, my ranking just kept halving um, <laughs> through that buy period from about round 11. Um, and I made some plans and I had – I scored terrific through the buy rounds. Um, got lucky round 15 when I went straight captain on Ruben Garrick and he scored 169 oh. at Um Matt, you don't listen to this podcast too, too carefully. Then, and he was, in, he was, was in the centres. And, and I knew he was, but I thought there's, there's points in the Eagles this week against mm. the Dolphins team that yeah. had, you know, had a tough – 14 rounds, and I yeah. thought, there's points here. And I know he's playing in the centres, but he's your goal kicker. Anyway, he scored a hat-trick. And yeah, so I've been lucky with captain's choices. I got on SJ early. Um, I got on Ponger early. Um, as soon as it was apparent, he was back at fullback full-time. 
I've had oh, a, so what, you didn't pay over a million dollars for him like me? <laughs> that must have been I very paid, nice. I paid half a million for oh. Kona. Um, <laughs> That's painful to and, hear. And I traded um, Sean Johnson in for the first buy, round 13, and I had, I think, 16. And so he was my f- trading because he'd had a couple of good weeks. And he ended up not even being in my top 13. But then he went, he went nuts. You know, oh. I had 17 players for the round 19 buy. Um, so I, I, yeah, I had three buy rounds where I was basically 1,100 out of 13 blokes. You know, and I still, I, and I lost two of them head to head. I, I want to say, Brett, kissed on the you know what. However, speaking to your pre show, there's a lot of method and a lot of yeah. strategy behind the way this has all panned out. <laughs> We'll get to that shortly in a few of the strategies you've implemented this season because it's some really good stuff. Firstly, before we get uh, really stuck into it, I do want to have a quick chat about your career, mate. Now, uh, the Wallabies was the big one. 16 tests for them. You played in the 1987 World Cup. Uh, Any highlights that really stand out for you? Well, yeah. Look, I played in some fantastic teams. Rugby was... was something people cared about back in the day and we were good we, you know we 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 won the Bledisloe at Eden Park in 86 uh under Alan Jones they had the Grand Slam tour in 84 winning the Bledisloe Cup is a very foreign concept to my generation it, it Brett. is well look every year goes past um and every time they play at Eden Park, they say the last time Australia won at Eden Park was 1986. Oh, shit, you were in it. And we played and won. And um, it was, yeah, certainly a highlight. Mm. I mean, ridiculously, the World Cup in 87, I played a World Cup semi-final against France and it was seesawing lead, six-time change of the lead. France scored, Serge Blanco scored in the corner on the bell to win. They reckon it's one of the cracking games of all time. Guess where we played a World Cup semi-final 87? Concord Oval. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and it was an amateur game. So, of course, we get nothing. And guess, and then we had to play. I was, talk, I was thinking about this the other night when the Matildas had to play off for third. Our, thir- our World Cup had been in Australia, but it was a jointly hosted World Cup. We had to go for a third and fourth playoff against Wales to... New Zealand. Rotorua. Yeah. <laughs> and every, we had blokes going, I'm not going. Roger Gould said to Jonesy, I'm out. I'm not going. Stinks like eggs. It was Meaningless a, game. A meaningless game. Yeah. Anyway, but great times. The Roosters was awesome, except I just kept hurting myself. I spent a lot of time sitting with coaches rather, and did a lot of pre-seasons, didn't play a lot of footy. Concord, Concord Oval would have been because they've got the world's largest post and to cater for those helium-filled Gilberts, they just needed extra length on the post. They had no other options. Campisi kicking them, they would have sailed over. Look, you're young, aren't you, Timmy? Um, helium-filled Gilberts, we played with leather footballs yeah, back geez. in the day. Let leather-filled, <laughs> uh, water, water-filled uh, leather balls. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, great times. And I'm off to the World Cup in France in a, in a month's time or so, for a month, so it'll be nice. Brilliant. But... Um, Rugby league season to finish yet. Yeah, and mm. mate, uh, you mentioned you did move, make the move uh, to the eastern suburbs. Must have been a big decision, I'd imagine. Why the decision to jump ship from rugby to league? Uh, money. Because uh, rugby didn't come professional to mid-90s? Yeah, mid-90s. Yeah. So, so we... And it's bizarre. And, and when I look at all the talk now about um, CBAs and, and all that sort of stuff... We played the All Blacks, we filled stadiums, we played mm. World Cups. The Australian Rugby Union at the time had maybe five people working there. Wow. Um, and so someone was making a lot of money. But we didn't get a cent. The International Rugby Board daily allowance was 50 bucks. And people were taking leave without pay from jobs to represent their country and getting 50 bucks a day. And there was a rebel tour mooted uh, to South Africa about that time, end mm. of 86, we were regarded as the best in the world. And South Africa, having he- um, hosted the, the Cavaliers and the Australian cricket team. and So we were all set to go and it was big bucks. It was big bucks. Anyway, it fell over. Devastating. It, be- it, became, <laughs> it became political and, yeah. and so we never went. But in my head then as a youngster, 23 I think I was, in your head you've already spent the money, right? And then when it doesn't come, it's like, oh, my God. But I'd had league... Clubs talked to me for a little while, so I had uh, 
I got picked up by Bullfrog Moore and Phil Gould in a limo from my work in Chester Hill. Um, I had dinner with Keith Barnes and Warren Ryan at a beautiful Italian place in Leichhardt um, and went and talked to Nick Politis and Ronnie Jones at the Roosters and, and they'd had a good year this year before so I thought they were on the up. Anyway, as it turned out, um, I broke my arm first year and the Bulldogs beat the Tigers in the grand final so I, I chose the Kitty. wrong option. Anyway, yeah. there you go. Mate, so they pulled out all the star power to get you over there. And uh, mate, you, you did have one of the, the all-time luckless runs of injury from the pretty well the day you got over and broke your arm the first time. Yeah, shocking. I, I broke my arm twice, both against the Bulldogs, strangely enough, and then I had my jaw smashed down at uh, Wynn or whatever the ground was called back then. Uh, and then I did my knee twice. I did two ACLs and then... Called it a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Not a bad resume to run off and uh, work with for the, for the next 20 to 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It's great. I mean, I suffer now physically. I yeah. wake up sore every day and whatever, but, but the mind still works for the moment. Good for now. Mm, yes. Enjoy it while it lasts, mate. No. <laughs> uh, awesome to hear, mate. Brett, very happy to have you on the show. Kuma Stallions last week, 1,308 points. Sadly, we are not 47th overall. We had a small fall to 5,141st. So not a massive movement there. A little bit disappointing. We'll get to it, but very well set up this week. The carnage is coming in. We're ready to make a few moves. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> mate, you dropped a little bit last week. You were I was 31st. Um and uh, 1273 for the week dropped me to 47th. I had Greg Marzu on the bench. <sighs> but my logic was sound, right? Mm. And if I'm honest, I blame Davey Moali, who I've had all year <laughs> and been unable to get rid of. So I've got this auto emergency problem. And there was talk of Munster missing the game. I only had Gagai and Marzu who played after him. Yep. And I thought, well, I'll just sit one. I'll play Asako, keep one of my Knights boys on the bench. If Munster pulls out, anyway, and as it turned out, Munster played, and I wish he hadn't. Um, yeah, in, in hindsight, so, he got his 28 or that. And, of course, you know how it works. You, you, you've got, when you've got depth and you've got to decide who to leave out, you always leave out the wrong one, yeah. right? And so I chose Gagai just because he was right side against the south's left side, and, you know, I thought Campbell Graham, good defensively on their right. Anyway, and he scored a hat-trick, what, half-time? Yeah. It was ridiculous. I was swearing. Tough watch. It was. So it's cost me plenty. Anyway, mate. Anyway, Super coach. Matt, I've had a lot of good luck. Yeah. Well, hopefully more to come, mate. Uh, the Unlimited Group, SC Paper Unlimited Group, $1,000 up for grabs for the winner of that raging poll. Bobby, he's still there, but he has dropped third place overall. Here come the Bears. Glenn into fourth overall. The boys aren't far off the lead, so hopefully them two, uh, along with Brett and whoever else is in there, can be fighting that one out. On today's show, key takes from Teamless Tuesday. Our topic, the big one this week, Latrell Mitchell is not fighting his ban. The Bunny's on the bye this week, a one-week suspension. He will miss next week's game, gone for the rest of the regular season. Who's the best replacement for him? Because there are a bunch of great options. Uh, we're also going to do yet another deep dive into captains. There is a stack of terrific options uh, to go for this week in head-to-head -head grand finals. So we'll chat about those and give our verdicts on that. Our round 26 trade and skipper plans and a few listener questions to wrap it up. Guys, obviously there's only two weeks to go in the season. But if you have uh, enjoyed what SC Playbook has done this season, obviously a lot of time and effort has gone into it. So the subscription package is still available. If you want to support the site, $20, you can jump on to the SC Playbook website, jump onto the menu, and there is a tab in there to do that. Now, mate, let's get stuck into a little bit more about your team because I'm intrigued about it. Now, as I said, 47th overall. You mentioned before the show... Uh, Ruben Garrick looks like he'll miss this week. James yep. Sedes goes out. There's a few other big outs. I think there'll be a lot of teams out there struggling to field a 17. You mentioned your luck's in. You've managed to dodge a bit of the carnage. Yeah, I have. I'm, uh, I haven't had any Souths guys. I haven't had the big guns anyway all year. Um, so I've avoided that. Uh, I haven't had Teddy since early in the year. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got some options this week with some trades left. Uh, three to go. I've got three left. Um, the, the issue for me, of course, is what happens next week. Parramatta, I've got Hopgood and Guffo. And, 
Uh, if Penrith rests, you know, whoever. Mm. I've only got Cleary, so it's not, it's not a massive issue. Can um, handle that. And, and everyone else does as well, so. Yeah, yeah so, look, well placed. But, I mean, uh, there are plenty of options. We'll get to your trades a little bit later, but is it a foot-to-the-throat approach? Are you, are you looking for some pod moves, some point-of-difference plays to, to finish the season, those low-ownership guys? Or are there some guys you're going, you know what, I'll play a little bit more conservatively. You think I've got trades, I've got depth, I'm well-positioned. How are you approaching the last two weeks? Uh, certainly looking for guys with high upside, yeah. um, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, there, there, there are, you could go to big gun backs, high-scoring backs, I suppose, but um, I don't have the jewels in the second row, unfortunately, to, to make some of those things mm. work. So I'm, you know, I'm still thinking it through, but I don't have Dallin. Um, uh, who I think on on the right edge has another has two oh, good matchups to finish. He's got great matchups. Um, so uh, that's probably a given. And the question is whether I go Garrick or Gutho or you know. So I've got options, but I've got plenty of depth. Um, and Katoa is another one I'm looking at if if I decide to trade out Preston or mm. or, or Hopgood. But I'm, I'm I'm tempted to give Hopgood another crack against his old club. I have to say. I, and I might mention it earlier. I'm, I'm sort of tempted to sit for feeder. I don't. I, it's a gamble, but I'm. I, I've made it a strategy this year not to pick blokes who frustrate me and want me to and, and make me want to break the television. Yeah. Right. I, I pick guys who I love watching. So, you know, Reese Walsh and Kalen and guys who you just know are, are up for it all the time. So I haven't picked anyone who, and I didn't have for feeder till round twenty three. Jeez. So I'm, and he's he can be frustrating, although he's remarkably consistent. Very frustrating prior to this season. He's mended that a fair this a bit. year. Yeah. He has a bit. He's been he's been really good. So eventually I caved, and I've got him, and against Melbourne. Uh, anyway, I'll probably play him. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but yeah. I'm. But there's going to have to be some risks taken, especially if you're uh, you know a couple hundred points from say top ten. So there'll be some punts taken. The question is where I take them, you know, because there's, there's a lot of captaincy options. And that's the most important thing. That's the thing that I think I have got them right more often than not, and that is that is so key. Yeah, and you also mentioned that you haven't overloaded on one club. Yeah. And then that's been around, particularly around the buy schedule a little bit. This, this year's different, as everyone knows, and uh, because every, there's a club on the buy every week. So I made it a... A point just to have a really solid mix of everyone. No, don't load up on players so that it, in any given week you've got depth. You know, I didn't, I've nuffed nobody out uh, apart from arguably Munro from Souths, who I actually thought was going to yeah. continue to play. So uh, everyone else, I've, I've been lucky, but I've, I had a couple of um, dark horses through the middle of the year. I, ma I made a decision early to go a hooker that would get me through the origin period. So, but two blokes who've flown under the radar who I've had, who have been so good for me, were Cody Nikarima, who I've been able to flick from hooker to 5'8", etc. He got to, he was about sub 300k early on as well, wasn't he? And I had him at 300 and a bit. Oh. And, and he has just been the gift that keeps on giving. Now, I haven't always played him, yeah. but through that by... Period. He was awesome. And the other guy I had, I had Reese Robson, and then <laughs> Freddie decided to pick him and yeah, just cheers, threw my plan. <laughs> Nightmare. So I had to go elsewhere. And I went with Jacob Little, who no one owned. No one. Literally nobody owned. Once he was, once Griffo left and they started picking him as the starting hooker and he was playing big minutes, I reckon I played him six straight weeks and he averaged 60. And it was like, just thank you. I mean, little things. It's not great. He's not a big scorer and he's not playing minutes now. He did he's a actually, job, mate. He did he, a blow. He did an he outstanding did job. job. So little little things that you just go, wow, got lucky. Yeah, and, and sometimes it is those blokes. They don't need to necessarily have the big tons and, and go bonkers for you, but they're blokes that you, you pick up at a low price and they just get you through. And a perfect one, this example for me, uh, example for me this season, I should say, was Phoenix Crossland, who the exact same. He's been I didn't necessarily so play him for all these big scores, but I picked him up dirt cheap at a time where 5'8 was in a real yeah. tough position and no one knew where to go. It freed up cash. 
He earned money. He scored well on the major buy rounds, or at and least one of them. And I'm like, not a superstar, but geez, he did a job. And playing big minutes. <laughs> yeah. He's just getting better and better. He is. They've yeah. got a good one there. They do. Mate, let's get stuck into team list Tuesday for round 26. And the first one and the big one for the week, Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, little Pappy. Do you get a bit of big Pappy? Or? No, well, I was, yeah, I was, that's coincidence. Back in the day, you might have been little I was, Mackie, No, little I, was, I was Pappy all my life, still am. Yeah, um, the original so Pappy. Nice, nice to see Pappy back. Yeah. Um, good Sydney boy too. He was a rugby mm. boy at Oak Hill College originally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Named on the extended yeah, bench. That, what, are you, what are we expecting here? Oh, well, I, that's got to mean he's getting game time, doesn't it? I, I mean, how would you how would you know whether they start him or, or come <coughs> off the bench? But they've got to get game time into him before finals. It intrigues me because if it's earlier in the season, you absolutely play him 20, 30 minutes off the bench, ease him back in. He's played two 80-minute games in Sunshine Coast and a 40-minute game for the Falcons are leading in. But because there's two weeks to finals, I know these blokes in this spine have played together, but you want to get as much time into them as you can. So do they come in and just give him 80? Melbourne are not locked into four, but looking pretty good. They mm. should be winning this weekend against the Titans. They'll win this week. They should win this week. So that's what I mean. Week. Do you just get Pappenhaus in 80 minutes with, with that spine? What do you do with Meany? Um, I mean, they've had some centre issues. Mm. Uh, whether they play him... But they, yeah, Remus Smith's locked in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Look, my suspicion is that uh, Pappy plays, starts off the bench, maybe plays 40 to 50 minutes, and they do it like that. But as you said, it's a bit of a guessing game. You're adding the goal kicking there. You'll be very nervous if you're a Nick Meany owner. In saying that, he could play 30 minutes against the Tides and score 120, so. <laughs> well, it'll be a high-scoring game, you would think. Yeah, there'll be points. Yeah. Anyway, big one to watch out for. There's still no Isaac Tungo at the Penrith Panthers, which means Tyrone Peachy, another bloke who just did wonders for me this season. God bless the Peach. Retains that centre spot. Brian Toto returns. No Mitch Kenny, no Scott Sorensen still. We thought they were rested last week. They were, but still not back. Ryan Madison starting on the edge. Thank God. Brett, I... Like, supercoach bias aside, I could not believe when they were down an edge player last week, they decided yep. to move Jermaine Hopgood to the yep. edge. He's played middle, as far as I know, his whole career, and played Madison off the bench. So, order has been restored. I'm a Madison owner, and I really need to play him this week. So, he starts on the edge, Hopgood lock. Sean Lane has instantly been named on the bench. The final yep. Eels game of the season. Seems a bit of a nothing game to come back for, but so yeah. be it. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. I, look, I played Hopgood. Um, he, he, I figured he'd on the edge play 80 um, and, mm. and be at his offloading best and maybe yeah. get more. And, he, and that was the case. Uh, I'm not sure he'll get 80 playing in the middle. Um, so, yeah, int- but he's playing his, his old club. So I expect him to be, you know, a typical workaholic. He'll do, his, you know? he'll do his job. We'll get 50 to 60 if you throw any attack on top of it. Yeah, Isaac Tungo is an interesting one because, uh, what's it been, four weeks now? At least, yeah, that has been dragging and on. So, so that to me says it's it's not a sprained ankle, right? It's it just doesn't make sense if it's not something that is more serious than than we know because he's he's valuable yeah. to them. Super. And, and isn't that just the joy of and like reward for effort sitting top of the table and having this depth? You go, we don't need to rush to make top four or top eight or whatever. Mm. Like we're setting the top two, we're not going anywhere. We'll just bring him back when he's ready to go. Mm. Crazy. So, anywho, at the Cowboys, Jeremiah Nanai is out, as is Sammy Valamai. I, I might have missed something on the weekend there. Both of them boys gone, though, uh, which handful of owners of probably more so Valamai in that one. It's a big blow because they had a really good matchup this week with the Dolphins. Kieran and back for the Titans. Good news for the man you mentioned earlier in David Fafita, who just unlocks him. Thankfully, he scored that belter of a try off a set play against Penrith last weekend. Sammy Walker returns for the Roosters in the halves. Drew Hutchinson, who has been terrific and settled yeah. that team down, has been dropped. I'm gutted for Drew, and I'm, I'm surprised they did this. Yeah, me too. I suspect they need to show little Sammy a little bit of love. Mm. Um, Maybe it's a long-term play, showing some love now. Maybe It reeks of long-term play. It does. Um, Hutchison's been excellent, particularly, and getting better mm. and solid. Uh, I, I'm not sure how Sammy Walker, the way he plays, um, 
impacts Joey Mano at, at one. Um, I mean, Joey's. He, I just I cheer. I don't. I mean, it's sad that Teddy's not playing, but I love Joey at one Mate, from a super coach point of view. Yeah, it's. Once we put our thoughts out for James Tedesco and being concussed, which we never want to see, and we look through this few, through purely Supercoach uh, coloured glasses. Yes, indeed. The rugby league guru, my greatest rival, owned Tedesco, and I think we've both got Manu, but I, from a Supercoach perspective, of course, Manu to fullback, very happy about it. Sammy mm. Walker, I actually don't love it for Manu. The beauty of Hutchinson was there were... Too many, the really relentless attacking unit, the Roosters, so many superstars. They had no one just to pull it all together and just calm things down. I think Drew Hutchinson was that man. Sammy Walker, he comes in and he's not that man. Like He'll throw lofted balls, he'll go for chip chases, and yeah. I just think it'll take away from the quality ball that Manu gets regardless. I still like Manu this week. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I do too. He'll be, I don't know, one of them. VC maybe, or, or, or captain, I'm not sure. I, it's a good matchup. Um, I also like uh, Swali'i on the wing against uh, the Tigers on the out on the right. So uh, Manu to fullback hurts that. I oh, know it does a bit. It does a bit, but you've got and and Sammy Walker and Kiri mm. don't uh, complement each other as well as Hutchison and and Kiri yeah. or Hutchison and Walker even. Yeah, you know they're they're reasonably similar. They're, yeah, you know runners. Uh, anyway, that's a. That's why they're paying Trent Robinson the big bucks. Yeah, trust him to get it right. He he hasn't this season so far, no. but maybe now's the time that he turns a corner. So two two wins to finish the year though. They might be in finals. That'll yeah. shock a few. Oh, oh. Brendan Piakura remains on the bench for the Broncos. Now the average rugby league fan Brett would see that and like it wouldn't even catch their eye. Nothing. As a bloke with about seventeen or eighteen players this week and a and crack at the VC loop. And Brennan Pekura, who last game before the bye played 30 minutes. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. No, no, I hate it. I hate it. You got that, him? No. And I haven't had him don't. all year. Um, <laughs> and thankfully, uh, my auto-emergency nightmare is on the bye, so I, I'm in good shape if yeah. uh, someone I, – I the VC loop will work for me this week. I've got – I probably won't be playing, a, you know, Nicarima um, – <laughs> Maybe Bateman, um, you know, Mulatalo. Half our know, audience have just turned off the podcast. I'm not listening <laughs> to this bloke anymore. Gee, that's a good position to be in. Yeah, except the ones you don't play are the ones who score. You know what I yeah, mean? It's, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm tempted to play Nickaroon. I have been the last couple <laughs> of weeks and I just haven't. You know, you go with the name, proven, tried and tested. and uh, Anyway. It's back, to, back to gut. You always <laughs> got to back the gut. Jack White on the extended bench for the mighty Raiders. Not too much super much significance there. Josh Schuster dropped. Ruben Garrick, broken back, named on the extended bench. There you go. Uh, I've got it on good mail that he won't be playing this weekend, but they've named on the extended bench maybe through. Well, he doesn't have a broken back then if he's named on an extended bench. It's. Uh, I saw the NRL physio throw something out today, something about it's a... Can't do more damage, but it's a pain tolerance thing, but really high pain tolerance. So I don't know, but <clears throat> regardless, I, I yeah. would be very surprised if Ruben Garrick does take the field this week. And there's going to be questions about him from super coaches all week. And look, he's thereabouts, so maybe, but I, I don't expect him to play this week. No, me either. Um, <clears throat> Daly will kick goals. So, you know, not a bad thing for those, if there are any, if yeah. got him. DCE, very sneaky, two good games to finish. Mm. Jackson Hastings has also been named to return from injury for the night. Now, mate, let's get stuck into our first major topic of the night, and that is Latrell Mitchell replacements. Now, we're going to look at this from both a head-to-head and overall perspective, namely because head-to-head, people in, in their grand finals this week, they only care about this week. They don't care about round 27. Who is the best player that's going to score the highest this week? And then, of course, overall players, two-week play. We looked around 27. Uh, we'll go through them all, give our verdicts at the end. Start with Reese Walsh coming up against the Canberra Raiders this week. Melbourne, and that is in Canberra. And then they've got the Storm at home next week. Yeah. Now, goal kicking with Adam Rendleton. There was a quote from Walters today saying, I reckon he's doubtful for the Storm game, that being Reynolds. 
If Rano can play next week, we won't hold him back, but it just depends on how his recovery goes. With his injury history, with where the Broncos are sitting on the table, it sounds like, I mean, it's in his own words, Walter's own words, in doubt for next week. So it could be two weeks of Reese Walsh goal kicking. At a really good price at around 660k, I really like Reese Walsh. Yeah, particularly this week. Um, and apart from the brain explosion game where he scored 20-something, and I, I was playing him, um, <laughs> apart from that, he, he, he's... I mean, he's not match-up proof, but he's he's so electric. It, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, a bit like Ponga on the weekend against what I thought would be a a pretty good um, right side South's defence through Campbell Grant. Kalen just carved him up, and Walsh is a very <coughs> similar. Walsh is a similar player. Great matchup this week. Not so good next week, but if he's kicking goals, changes a lot. Yeah, it does a bit. And you know what else, Melbourne. Yeah, they're, I they're, don't know. They don't scare me that. They're, they're not the not machine they they've to. been yeah. defensively. Yeah. You know? So, uh, like, Walsh at Suncorp, he could do plenty of damage to them there. I, well, I, I'm, <coughs> I think this one is uh, Raiders at, you know, hard and fast Canberra Stadium. Um, and he's going to hopefully step up even greater without Reynolds there. Mm. So... Liking Reese Walsh. Dallin Wattenny is at Lesniak. Plays the Dragons at home this week and then the Dolphins away next week. I pulled Brett. One of my pin-up moments for the year. There haven't been a heap of them. So you take the wins when you get them. 5.30, Friday afternoon. Two little two little beers in the belly to, to get me excited. <laughs> I went Alex Johnston to Wattenny's at Lesniak. Dallin had a double within about 15 minutes and I just went, yes. Yeah. So I, and, and I was looking... Ahead to this week, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to trade a bunny anyway with how many numbers I was going to have. So I went in the early trigger. I had a feeling that they'd put one on. Uh, Bank me about an extra 100 points. Yeah, that, no, good that trade move. that. So very happy with that one. This week, though, dual CT dub fullback. So we've added him to the fullback conversation. Look, I think if you can get Dallin in this week, he has the matchup against the, the really poor Dragons left edge. They're containing 52% of all their tries. Really, really soft. The Dolphins isn't brilliant either. Yeah, Dolly, correct, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a couple of good matchups, and I'm more than likely <coughs> trading him in this week. Yeah. Like, I think if you can get him at CT dub, you'd, I would just do it. If you can – what about what about fullback? We're, we're about pl- to mention a few really good players. How, how does he match up against those blokes? I'd play him <coughs> at fullback at a pinch. Mm. Um, probably got choices, because if you've got uh, Asako and uh, – you know, they, who are dual anyway, mm. um, or if you've got the money for Reese, uh, which I don't think I do, but um, but I haven't had Chan. Uh, sorry, haven't had uh, Dallin all year, so he, he's probably coming in for me. Yeah, Scott Drinkwater versus the Dolphins this week. He then has the Panthers away next week. Yeah. Now, Drinky is a very intriguing one. He's because a good one-week play. He's a great one-week play against the Dolphins. Now, the Cowboys have been pretty poor the last few weeks, but they are playing for a final spot still. He is goal-kicking. He's dropped to a more affordable $874,000. Yeah. I think he's... And it's grand final week. It's grand final week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he's he's electric. I mean, he's a freak. He's had an amazing year. I mean, if you're trying to pick, you know, the top four or five fullbacks in the competition and you're leaving Teddy and Latrell and these blokes out, I mean, seriously, there are so many good ones. And Drinky's Ponga, Walsh, mm. you know, they'll do me. And Drinky's averaging 84. You now add on the goal kicking that he picked up, I believe it was last week. If you had 10 to 15 to that... Yeah. He's having close to 100 points this year with that matchup. Yeah. <clears throat> Big one there. The issue as a two-week play for overall players is that Penrith matchup next week where yeah. they just going down to Penrith. As we said, Penrith, Ivan Cleary looks to be staggering his restings as opposed to that big probably round 27 resting that maybe a few of us were anticipating, which means it could be a tough day out in round 27 for the Cowboys. And drinking. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And you'd imagine, I mean, Penrith just strangle you. I mean, they just do the basics, their defensive line speed, their spacing, everything. They do it faster, better, longer than anyone, right? Mm. And, yeah, I mean, I am playing overall, but I am in two grand finals this week too. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, 
Yeah. The curse of doing well, I'm, you have I'm both going, to worry about. I, I'm going the longer-term play, and I'm, I mean, round 27 is going to be important overall. And look, if I get beaten by a drinky 150 or something this yeah. week, I'll be furious. But, hey. But then if he comes out and scores 20 against Penrith and it wins you 50K as the overall <laughs> champion. I'm too far from... You'll make amends. I'm a long way from 50K, I <laughs> yeah, promise you. Yeah, we'll see. Things can change. You're a prime example. Things can change very quickly. <laughs> if you can go in the space of four weeks, about 13,000 spots, in the space of two weeks, I reckon you can go th- 40 spots. So we'll see. Yeah, there's too many similar players, I think. But anyway, we'll see. Chance, Nickel, Cook, Stad, same draw. Dragons, Dolphins. It's almost rinse and repeat for Dallin. Yeah. My concern with Chance is with his head knocks, do they rest him next week? I think he's a. Yeah. I, I, they may not. They may not, but he's had three this season. Do you risk losing him? And I know you can say this about any player on the field. Anyone can get injured. Anyone can get a head knock, but Chance has a big history of them. If you've got four this year, it could be like a finals campaign done. I just think there's a chance that he sits next week. But yeah, possibly. But I think if, if they're going to rest anybody, it'll be Torhu and, and guys like that have done big yards. Interesting, Jackson Ford, they've sat this week on, uh, on the bench and yep. he's pretty much started every game. Yeah, I've had him a bit of a spell. I've had him all year. He's another war horse. Who he's I, a war horse. He's just, he, haven't always played him, but he's been solid. You know what? He's been an inch from scoring about 10 more oh. tries, as you'd know as an owner. Yeah. I haven't owned him all year, and he's the one that I've always wanted, but just like, oh, it hasn't quite come to fruition. If he was on the right edge outside Sean Johnson, he'd scored 15 tries this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think the Warriors more than likely the ones, I think Torhu Harris, Adam Fanua Blake, big chance at rest next yeah. week, particularly Torhu. Yeah. Uh, and then Dallin as a winger, I think he'll be more, he would be safer. Chance maybe. Sean Johnson is one that, Again, with his injury history, you don't want to jinx anything. He's been terrific this year. But next week, like, if he gets – if he he's literally didn't kick goals the last two weeks because he had a tight groin or something. I'm not sure what the, that is, but that's annoying as an owner. Yeah, yeah. Um, terrific as a non-owner. Uh, so, yeah, look, uh, Chance is a good play. Look, uh, he's had a lot of footy off this year anyway. I mean, in terms of rest. Yeah. You can – you can hurt yourself going up for a high ball at training. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I'm not sure you're going to rest him fearful of a head knock. Um, you're going to rest a guy who is has some niggles or has had a, just a crazy hard season. And I'm not sure he's had that. And yep. if, he's, if his head's good, he's key to them in terms of their rhythm in attack. Uh, the, the, the way that they sweep, and the, particularly with um, Dallin on, on the wing... I think he's key and I think he'll play, but, you know, yeah. how yeah. often are we wrong as super coaches? Oh, all the time. You this year, not often, but <laughs> on the average year, I assume, like the rest of us, plenty. Lots. Uh, Dylan Edwards against the Eels and Cowboys. Look, now, he is one. Eels at home this week, Cowboys at home next week. Looks a great play. He's one that I do expect to get a rest in the next two weeks because we've seen Ivan Cleary stagger these restings. He's, he's yeah. played, what, Every game this year, very close to it. And works his, his butt off. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not, I'm not certain about him. He's had his, his big weeks, and I love him as a player and his involvements, but he's capable of punching out a 30, you know, or two or three of them in a row even. Um, so he doesn't have the ceiling of the others, I don't think. I yeah. mean, I mean, he has gone big, but not, not as often. Especially in a side where Luai, Cleary, yeah. you know, their entire outside backs, so many of them can go big. It's hard to get all those attacking stats. Whereas some of the blokes we've already mentioned, they can just rack them up. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're ranking fullbacks as replacements for Luttrell mm. or Teddy or whoever, I've got four or five in front of Dylan Edwards, yeah. you know? I, um, I'm with you, mate. And just the last one, there's going to be too much uncertainty around Meany. Let's say Ryan Pappenhausen comes in and starts at number one against the Gold Coast Titans this week and you've got the money to bring him in. Could you do it? No. <laughs> no chance. But I think Meany, regardless of what Pappenhausen does, I think Meany will play 80. The issue will be where. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure they'll drop Warbrick after a hat-trick last <laughs> week, but 
Maybe one of the centres. Yeah, maybe. Seth Aitonema PR. He's, he's been excellent, meaning. He's, he's been a really good buy for the Storm. Oh, great headache for Belly Eight to have yep. there. And, and I suspect he also keeps kick the goal kicking. Meaning. Why do you say that? Oh, well, he's done an excellent job, and I'm not sure Pappenhausen's a, a sharpshooter in, in the Adam Reynolds yep. mould. Um, Did kick in sun, for Suntry and Coast, but, yeah. I mean, he's been hitting them well. Yeah. I mean, it depends what they what role they see for Pappenhausen in finals. I know. If they need him to, under pressure, kick some goals, then he'll kick goals, but, yeah. you know... Uh, anyway, probably... I'm with you, even if... Pa- there's going to be people tempted to pull the trigger on Pappenhausen because yeah. they'll get excited... I just well, I couldn't do it either, mate. Not a chance. Uh, apart from the, he costs a bomb. All right, and, and he costs a bomb. Just to add to that. <laughs> All right, verdict as a one week grand final player. Who's your pick there? One week, uh, drinky, uh, Scotty Drinkwater gets my nod over uh, Reese Walsh, but he, there's not much in it. I mean, it's toss a coin because they both could go big. Yeah. Um, I think the Broncos, even without Reynolds, will be. Although Ricky gets that team up when they're under the hammer, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they they can turn up. And plus, I think it'll be a big forward battle. You'll have Tarpany and Papali'i going up against all the, you know, Carrigan and Ars and all this. So that's where the focus will be. So Canberra will be fired up. And that might get Brisbane on the back foot a little bit more than... Could be Jared Croker's last ever home yeah, game for the so Mighty those, Raids. I mean, it, this game surprises us every week, yeah. right, in one form or another. Um, so I'd be more inclined to think Drinky has a big day out against uh, the Dolphins than, than Reese is a certainty against the Raiders. On the same, mate, I've got Drinkwater just ahead of Reese Walsh. Two-week play, more probably overall focused players. Does that order change? Does anyone else come into contention? Well, no, unless you want to play um, Dallin at fullback. Um, mm. On the right edge against to against a really good matchup. I am, and this will impact my trades this week. But I am leaning towards as a two week play Reese Walsh, just because I can see Drinky coming out and scoring thirty against Penrith in Penrith, and just being as you said strangled out of the as contest. a two week play. I think that yeah, Walsh. I'm thinking Walsh is a two week play. Yeah. Big decision. But, but a grand final is a grand final, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just for the head-to-head focus players, the overall focus players. So, mate, we'll leave we'll leave it to them to make their mind up. Uh, now, guys, as you know, Paddy and George Mortgage Choice SCW can help you with a number of things from wedding finance to debt consolidations. But one of their biggest services is education, especially when it comes to first home buyers looking to get into the market. The boys have let me know that with the new financial year coming into play, that the government has released a heap of new incentives to make it so much easier for first home buyers to actually buy into their first place. If you want to know more about these and how much you can borrow in general, go and speak to them. Usually they'll sing you 129 bucks, but if you mention SC Playable, it's completely free of charge. If you're sitting there right now thinking about getting into the market, down the track, you've got no idea what that means. Take the step, make it a reality, flick the boys a message on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW or give them a buzz on 02-9521-1611. Also, their new podcast, That'll Teacher, is now up and running. Look them up on Apple, Spotify and on all streaming platforms, plus TikTok and Instagram. Have a listen to that. The boys will be on the show next week to talk you through the podcast itself. Now, mate, second major topic of the week, captains, huge. Two weeks ago... We had five of the best matchups that I'd seen in a long time. They all went sub eighty-two points. Could yep. not believe it. Yep. Well, which means you didn't get hurt. Nobody got hurt. Yep. Nobody made any ground. It was ridiculous. This week we've got a thousand matchups. Now a few of them we've already spoken about. We've spoken about Scott Drinkwater, Reese Walsh, a couple we haven't. Nathan Cleary against the Parramatta Eels. Eels a bit down on troops. Gone for the season. They do get up for this Penrith game, though. We know who they always get up for it. They do. They've actually got a pretty good record. They aim up yeah. and, and they get very physical, which they'll need to. And we doubt them every time, but they get up for it. I'm doubting them this time. Do they get up for it? <clears throat> I look at Penrith. Uh, Parramatta aren't going well enough for me with Moses missing, although Dylan Brown's been excellent, mm. just quietly. He, yeah. he, he was really good. Um, let's assume Penrith put... Two dozen points on the minimum, right? Well, you'd have to think Cleary's got his hands on two or three of those tries and the goals, and 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 he makes twenty tackles. I mean, he's 
hard to go past him. Um, yeah. But but there's other good options if you want to take a punt. I, I mean, I'm not big on the on the Melbourne matchup, Munster, and I mean Grant's had his moments, but uh, Munster just doesn't quite. He's not doing it for me at the moment, and I'm an owner. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. I bet clearly I like. Yeah, I. I don't mind him. I just Thursday night games are just they never get the job done. Never get the job done. As I said, Parramatta do tend to get up for it. They've got the bye next week, so maybe they've checked out early. I'm more inclined to say they'd be going, no, 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 Hang one on, pa- more game. Parramatta, they've got Mad Monday come Friday. Yeah, Friday this week. They do. Oh, they do too. It's over. It's holidays. It's yeah, so let's leave everything out there. Take a few Panthers with us before we go, yeah. sort of stuff. It, it is. Uh, it's a Penrith. Penrith, our rivals, are probably yeah. going to go on and win the comp. They beat us in the front last year. Let's make them hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> that, but that doesn't mean Cleary doesn't. <coughs> no, you know, score a couple. Or, uh, I mean, he he's unlikely to. But he, I mean, he's got his hands over much of what they do. Yeah, I think there are better matchups. However, as a VC option, you, yeah. you know, it potentially. Hard to it's captain Thursday night. Hard to captain Thursday. But in a week like this where the majority have a pretty good crack at the VC loop, a great VC option, Sean Johnson against that Dragons weak edge. Now, goal kicking is a big factor in this. We don't know yet if he's goal kicking. Hopefully we do know this by kickoff on the weekend. As a non-owner, hopefully he's not. But either way, I like Sean Johnson as a captain this week. I wish I knew uh, that he hadn't been, wasn't going to be kicking the last two weeks because mm. I may not have traded... Nico. Um, oh, by the way, I traded Nico for um, Cleary. Yeah, Nico, uh, so we, it's a very fascinating race, this Cleary, Nico, Sean Johnson. Yeah. From a few weeks back, Sean Johnson got the early points yeah. and Nico clawed a few back on the weekend. Well, I thought uh, Cronulla were done, right? Mm, um, didn't we all? So I, it was that simple. I just looked at them and thought, well, that's it. They've yep. run their race. Well, I mean, they're back from the dead. They, they're... they're Serious footy team. Um, SJV, the Dragons, let's assume they score 36 points. I mean, if he's kicking goals, that's six goals, right? So, I mean, 20-odd points. Let's assume he misses a couple. I yeah. I mean, it makes a difference, the goalkeeping. You're a brave man to assume he misses a couple. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, yeah, look, I, he's probably a better bet. Yeah. Might be a, a good VC option if you've got the yeah. option. I've got Sean Johnson ahead of Nathan Cleary as well. We've spoken about Scott Drinkwater. What about Cameron Munster slash Harry Grant in that matchup with the Titans? Uh, I'd, be, I'd be happy to go or take a punt on Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much Cam Munster, but I mean, there will come a time where Cam springs to life. You know, and I don't know when that will be. I mean, it might be a final. Yeah. But it's a good matchup, right? There'll be points in this game. I mean, the Titans can score plenty and they're good to watch, but they also leak. Uh, and Melbourne, I think, are finding a bit of form. We had a stat last uh, that came through from from Matty Broom during the week, post-podcast last week, and it was talking about Munster against weaker opposition. I'll get it up shortly, just quickly. His last three games against the Titans, 147, 111 and 91. Right. Now... Before, while I'm getting that up, I'll throw to you. I'm going to say that as good as that matchup looks, I'll be avoiding it. You add in, it's only one player, it's an older player, but Kieran Foran's impact to the defence of this side and the team in general is phenomenal, I've found this season. So it's a no from me, but I can see why people will be tempted by Munster. The man you mentioned before, Joey Manu against the Tigers. Tempting at fullback. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big on Joey at fullback. He may even carry my armband this week. <laughs> Enticing. Yeah. He's one of the guys I like. He's one of my faves. What about Caelan Ponga, who's just putting up one of the great supercoach runs we've ever seen? Sharkies, another Sunday afternoon game in the Hunter. What do you reckon? Well, he's as good a bet as Cleary and, and mm. any of them. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, he's, he, I didn't expect him to go ballistic last week and he was terrific. I captained him last week watching that game and I was like, every time I went back to check the score, I'm like, is this thing going to update or not? He finished on like 90. He tore them to shreds. Yeah, no, he did. He absolutely did. <clears throat> now, 
let's assume he favours the Knights' left edge against the Sharkies' right edge, which is what, Ramian, Katoa, uh, Nikara. Um, uh, I mean, the edge matchup isn't great. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, so, I mean, he can play both sides. And they've named Hastings, which is another one. Adam Clune was awesome last week, I thought. Mm. He just really played his role, underplayed it, did the simple things like Hastings does. I think Hastings, <coughs> if he plays, and I've got no idea whether he does, um, I think that is probably better for Ponga. Um, but look, I, the Sharks have surprised me the last few weeks. They're, they're finding a bit of something. So I don't expect the walk in the park that the Knights had against the Rabbits. Yeah, who've been really disappointing. I like Caelan Ponga this week. As I said, his left side is his strong side. I think that the, probably the right, but he's also a fullback. Like he yeah. can also set up tries on the right edge, but yeah. all his damage has been on the left. On that right edge, bodes really well for Dane Gagai owners. And if anyone else does own, or anyone else, if anyone owns Dom Young out there, you got Gagai, you got Young. No, great matchup for Dom Young. Yeah, yeah well, he's. He, I mean, he can score him in bunches too. Yeah. Yeah. He goes so, up in fours, Dom Young. I've also got Ronaldo, who <laughs> is one of those guys. Oh. He, you mentioned you, you buy blokes who are easy to watch and don't frustrate you. Oh, mate, how's he in your team? I know, well. He's dropped two over the line with no one on him this season. Yeah, and, and when he's gone big, I haven't had him. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that the way? Cameron Munster this year against, sorry, Cameron Munster against top eight teams and bottom eight teams in the last five years. Matty's taken out the three games he played under 70 minutes, also using the final ladder for each year and current rank. Against top eight teams the last five years, averaging 75.78 in 52 games. Against bottom eight teams, 71.36 in 38 games. A fair bit lower mm. against bottom eight teams. This was done before the weekend's game when everyone was hyped up for the Dragons matchup and he scored about 28 or so. Yeah, I know. I had him. Incredible. And to make those stats even better... There was one real outlier year. The only year in the five years that he scored more against bottom eight was last season. And he averaged 94 against bottom eight and 70 against top eight. So every other year, he's like significantly being... He just gets up for big games. That is true. I also think Melbourne are playing uh, more to Jerome Hughes on the right with Katoa. And mm -hmm. um, that seems to be their dominant side. I mean, Jerome Hughes is... I mean, we haven't... No one talks about him as a half, but he's... I threw him in last week as a, no. as a super pot at 0.03% yes, ownership. No one owns Nuts, him. But be a brave person to have traded him in for having traded out one of those halfbacks. No, no, no of course. Yeah. But I think what I've noticed from Melbourne is that yeah. Munster, I don't think, doesn't appear to be getting as much ball. Mm. Seems to be going elsewhere. So, And I don't know, um, Josh King's not playing either, which is a really solid middle and someone who's been there pretty much big minutes every week. So that changes... The dynamic too, a little bit. Yeah, it does. Just looking at, uh, so tries score, what do we got? There you go, mate. Yeah, so 37% the Storm on their right edge, 35 on their left edge. Oh, there you go, not much in it. Yeah, but uh, I would like to see, you know, yeah, in and around when Munster and Hughes and whatnot have played together because yeah. they both missed games here and there. Uh, Hughes missed a stretch, so. But, yeah. Interesting one with Cameron Munster. And the last one to touch on, Nico Hines against the Knights. We mentioned Caelan Ponga. What about Nico, who doesn't go poorly too often? He's remarkable. Just remarkable. Even in, even in games where, I mean, Trindle has taken so much play from him and really sort of looks to be sort of equally his team, yet Nico still... Gets it done. Still finds a way. Yeah. I mean, he, Except for when I captained him two weeks ago and Trindle did everything. Yes. <laughs> well, I think the other week they scored 36.6 tries or whatever and Nico yeah. had a hand in none of them. Everyone went VCLC on clear on Thursday night. I went the bold move, brushed it. Nico, 1.3% yeah. captain. And he scored about 50 and just... It was, yeah. it was tough, tough viewing. Yeah. Well, unexpected. It's an outlier, right? But it was also the week that the same thing happened to Caelan Ponga. Yeah. Same thing happened to Nathan Cleary. Like, it, was, it wasn't alone. You didn't get hurt no. as badly as you might have been. Mate, hypothetical. We own all these players. Who's your... And I, I would also say, I really think the majority of coaches out there this week are going to have a pretty good crack at the vice-captain loophole. 
sitting at around 16, 17, 18, maybe 19 players. You're a bit of an exception with your numbers. Let's say you're vice-captain, you get a bit of a crack at that loophole. Who's your vice-captain? Who's your captain out of those lot? That lot, I should say. Uh, yeah, look, I will probably go uh, Cleary or SJ, VC, mm. and uh, all my faith in Joey. In Joey, Manu, we trust. That's it. For myself, I would go vice-captain Scott Drinkwater and captain Joey Manu. Guys, the SC Playbook podcast has partnered with Better this season, producing markets of our own. Last week, Clint Gutherson, 50-plus official NRL fancy points into Mike Acevo, anytime try scorer. No good. This week, Scott Drinkwater, 60-plus fancy points, kicking goals into a Kyle Felt double with Valamai out. I'm expecting Felt should go back to that right edge. Two-plus tries. $7.20 you get for that. The link to that market will be in the YouTube description or across our socials later on in the week. If you're interested, please use those links as it lets better know that we sent you. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, mate, we have touched on our skippers for the week. We've flirted with our trades. What trades are you thinking? Uh, I've got Well, I've got two eels who aren't playing next week, so I can... and. And they got the Panthers, right? So, um, but now I've got Garrick out. So G- Garrick or Gutho for one of the high upside outside backs, probably Dallin, um, who I don't have. Yep. Um, and I've also got uh, Preston, who I could easily flick for Ellie Katoa, who is in a bit of a purple patch. Um, but I could also go both my. Garrick and Gutho for a couple of, maybe a Toto or a, you know. Some good, good positions to be in there. Some good options. Yeah, I've got options and I haven't decided yet. I've been, uh, yeah, haven't, since teams dropped, I haven't had enough time. But it'll get a bit of study. I do spend a bit of time on this. Yeah, Just don't tell anyone. (laughs) Never, mate. Not many people listen anyway. It's all good. Uh, My trades for the week, it'll be between two players and it'll be Latrell Mitchell out, as we know, missing round 26, round 27. I have two trades left coming into this week. So Latrell to either Walsh or Drinkwater. I am... I don't know which way I'm leaning. Are you in a grand final? Uh... You're playing overall, right? Yeah, I'm overall. I'm in a couple of grand finals. I'm in about a thousand leagues. Oh, of course. So I don't. Yeah, of course. You're I mean, not, I'm in a yeah, few. Yeah, I understand. But it's not. Put it this way. I'm in no um, cash league grand finals. Yeah, no, right. No, yeah. So it's an overall play. It's an overall play. Well, so you just answered your own question. Yeah, Reese Walsh, what I said before. So I'm leaning. The other thing with Walsh is with that last trade, it also banks me a ton more cash for that final trade, which could come in handy. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm really keen to keep one or two up my sleeve for next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I won't have too much Parramatta issues, and I've got good depth. But if they rest Harris, Johnson, Cleary, uh, I mean, there you go. That that's a hole for a lot of teams. It is, it is. So yeah, uh, so for my captains, as I mentioned before about Drinky, probably being my best vice captaincy option this week. Look, I, I might. It's a hard one because if I don't go down that drinky avenue, it might lead me towards Joey Manu, vice-captain, and I hate it because I hate doing it to my own team, especially in a big game. But Reese Walsh against the Raiders, I just I don't want to do it. But Are they okay without Reynolds? Is he the same player without Reynolds? Is there any data on that? I do not know. We will find out. Hmm. It's funny because I think he's definitely less effective because of their positions Reynolds puts him into. Yeah. But does the goal-kicking counter that? Yeah, but he he tends not he tends to be at his best in his own half and midfield rather than red zone. Yeah, you know, because they they cover him better in the red zone defensively. Yeah. But when he's got a bit of space, you know, between the two twenty, I mean, he's middle of the field. He's Bang. electric. Give him an inch, takes a mile. He'd be the quickest over twenty, I think. He's unbelievable. In the comp. It, those first three steps, yeah. you know, whack whack. Yeah. And there's some really quick blokes in yeah. this game, but his ability to just go whammo is... And speed, yeah, speed's not all about going from here to there. It's the footwork that allows you to do the that. the change of direction yeah. and the speed and the acceleration. And that's Reese Walsh. Oh. And 
Ponga similar as well. But yeah, Ponga is similar, very yeah. similar. Who's yeah. your Australian fullback if you had to pick one on form? I'm Caelan Ponga. Yeah, it's yeah. The best. He's just so well-rounded. Yeah. Whereas Walsh is unbelievable and them two are going to tussle for a long time. In fact, I think they'll find a way to get them both in time. But I just... Walsh still has errors in his game. He's, he's still maturing as a footballer. He's Ponga. Who's Billy picking next year at fullback? Oh... I mean, that's. I don't want. I re, I genuinely don't want to think about yeah. it. It sickens me. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, let's wrap it up with a few questions. The first question is from. Where's he gone? Your son, James Patworth. Ah. Oh. And he says, "Where is he taking me for dinner when he brings <laughs> home the cash? What's the go-to? Where Where are you taking him, mate? When you're fifty k richer? Oh, look, James is a." Bit of a fine diner, man. He is has, he? Yeah, yeah. He likes the finer things. Yeah, right. So he'll be somewhere good. Be somewhere good. We might go. I don't know. Josh Nyland's fish place somewhere. You know the, what is it called? St Peter. St Peter. Paddington. Yeah. St Peter. He's probably been there though. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, mate. There's your answer. He was, he was also spraying you in the the WhatsApp group, and he was saying that taught you everything you know, and that he got you into Supercoach and all sorts of things. He's throwing at you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, I do. I do. Um, I don't do a heap of um, online stuff, super coach, right? Because mm. uh, I tend to like to be clear in my own mind. Back yourself. But I do run a lot of stuff past him. <laughs> I have to say. Now, I do the exact same. Mm. I'm fortunate to be around super coach people all, all week on podcasts with articles, and, and it's great. But very confident in my own decisions. But you always just need one person to run it by just to go, just to have someone in your corner. If my, this was you, would yeah, you yeah, do this? My one's the spy. Now, I'm going to do this, but just to be sure, Spy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, question from Matt Caltabiano. Hi, gents. Can I only pick one of Manu at fullback versus the Tigers or Dallin against the Dragons? Who do you choose? If you had one of those two, Manu or Dallin this week? I, I think Joey is more likely to put up a big score mm. because Dallin needs tries he and multiples. And Joey doesn't. So the chances of, of Joey making 30 runs mm. is higher than Dallin scoring a triple. Yeah. I think. I, I agree. I'm Joey Marnie. But, but Dallin could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Question from uh, uh, Matty Broom. Thoughts on Jason Saab as a point of difference punt. The next two weeks, Dogs and the Tigers. He just scored a hat-trick against the Warriors. Mm. Bit of a flyer on Jason Saab. I don't know how um, Kohler goes at fullback without Garrick. I don't know what impact that has on their team. But it's a good punt because he can go big. He can have his days out. He's got two good. He's got a couple yeah. of good matchups, particularly next week. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't like Kohler at fullback, provided you know he does line up there. Probably ball playing for Saab. Yeah, he's a runner. He's a runner. You'd argue Ruben Garrick is a runner too. And the other thing, the the thing in his favour is he's on the edge of Daly Cherry Evans. Those flat balls, his cut balls, and he just can find his winger very well. So I wouldn't do it, but it's a super pod. Question from our very own Desi Creek, the 2019 Supercats champion. Wow. For Mr. Patworth, league or union? I'm a rugby man. You're a rugby man. Yeah, I'm a rugby man. Um, It's been nice having you, mate. uh. To my my bootstraps, I'm the president of the Eastwood (laughs) Rugby and have been for 15-plus years. So I I spend all my Saturdays at the club footy in Sydney. Um, I follow the league, obviously, and I love it. Mm. And in terms of watching... No question. I, I cannot watch rugby, um, rep rugby, super I haven't watched a super rugby game in three years. Yeah. And and test rugby's hard to watch. The officiating, the rules, rugby league every day of the week. Because their best players get opportunity in league. Rugby's best players don't. Okay. You've got it worked out because suburban rugby's where it's at for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, I love it. And, yeah. and it's, and it's, it's tribal and it matters. Yeah. And I'm not sure rugby's in a great place, although I am going to France for the World Cup. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> um, mate, another, another one around Manu, but there, there's going to be a lot of similar questions because there's a lot of great buys. James Foodie, if you'd have Cameron Munster or Joey Manu this week, 
Manu. Manu, I'm I'm Manu. I'm all in on Manu. Manu at fullback is just a beast. I, I'm not sure that he's. I mean, he's probably failed there. Uh, but, gee, it's rare. He had one there early this season around Origin. Teddy got a rest and, from memory, didn't go too, too well. But, as you said, it's rare. It's it's, rare. It's, and the Roosters were also in all sorts at the time. Yeah. Question from Jay Toa. John Bateman to Ellie Katoa. Sideways or lock it in? Lock it in. Yeah. The upside of Katoa. Yeah. Bateman won't let you down this week. But I've got Bateman. Mm. Um, <coughs> but probably not going to play him. But I would play Katoa mm. in a heartbeat. Yep. And lucky last question. Chris LaRossa. Dallin with Tenny Zlesniak. Would you be selling to get Dallin in Cody Walker or Alex Johnston? AJ. Me too. I like it. Mm. Beauty, mate. Brett, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast this week. Great to meet you guys. See you, uh, well, some other time. Now I know who you are, see. I feel like I know you anyway. Worked it out now. Yeah. Hey, mate, when you're, you're the overall champion in two weeks' time, we'll do a season recap pod. I think Clem's on it, the Spy's on it. We'll have you right here and we'll have your first interview as the Supergates champion. <laughs> Dreaming. Uh, Dreaming. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in and good luck this weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 